0: The Fashion Geeks are hosted and powered by Blueberry.
1: That's Blueberry. B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.
0: Thinking of launching a podcast? Want your episodes to be deployed smoothly? Go to Blueberry.com, type in the word fashion, and get a deal on us.
1: Just put in the word fashion.
0: Blueberry. Always host fly. I'm Reg, and I'm Tiff, and we're, and we're the, the fashion, fashion geeks. geeks trying to make New York and the world. Well, New York is the world. A
1: little flyer, one outfit, and podcast at a time.
0: Yes, back again. It's been a while. It's been a minute. I am fashion geek number one, Reg Ferguson, to my right. Ride or die. After her long sojourn throughout the country, you are
1: fashion geek number two. <laughs> Tiffany Minatel Schreiber
0: here right. at your service. Oh no, you're at the service of the listeners. Yes, Tiff. That's what I meant. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Oh, I was like, I'm not. I'm not that. Uh, I'm not I could be at your service I'm, too, I'm, I'm No, no, I'm not that exacting a person. I'm just a regular guy. Hello. T- hey, Tiff, where you been?
1: Uh, I've been round here and there, everywhere. <laughs>
0: Sounds like a country song.
1: It was. Well, I was. there,
0: here and there. I
1: was down in uh, Nashville and then in New Orleans and then in Cancun. Uh, That's way south. And then I'm going to Puerto Rico next week. So, doing a lot of traveling.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, running right.
1: away, Reg. I'm running away. I know.
0: You're like Mercury. <laughs> I don't know how we're even grabbing hold on to you.
1: Funny you should say that. Mercury is in retrograde and it's causing a lot of people problems. So I'm thinking that's what I'm doing. Running you know, away Running away from it that. It seems
0: like it always is. Anytime someone tells me that, it always is. <laughs> like, I never know when it's not.
1: Mercury's a bitch.
0: Well, I don't know. It just always seems to be in the state of retrograde.
1: Yeah, I feel it. I never way.
0: hear someone say, hey, Mercury's not a retrograde.
1: Mercury is traveling on its regular path, and everybody is just fine. Yipes. No, you're right. We never hear that.
0: Yeah, that's that's my <laughs> point. That's my point. It's like you guys are a crew. I'm always hearing, hey, you know.
1: That's I why. I don't know and much things. more beyond that, so I can't I don't know. think anyone else does either. I'm just throwing it out there for something to say.
0: All right. Well, you <laughs> achieved your goal. Anyhow, yes. Jet setting. Yeah, I know. I know. I, 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 I'm ready I'm to stop.
1: To be honest, I'm ready to to get a job and work and and yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, okay. So <laughs> lifestyles of the rich and shameless is it's coming. Uh, it's coming to a close.
1: <laughs> yeah. Appreciate
0: that, search. He caught yeah. the reference. So, uh, well, okay. I mean, hopefully that means we'll we'll have you more for uh, some podcasts because we we'll always have interesting things to talk about. We got to chop it up, Tiff.
1: All right. All right. Let's do it.
0: Cool. You know, before we really get into our thing, and I know you want to do, you know, you're catching up as you like to do for us. That's what you say. You no, like, okay, just caught
1: up. We're all caught no. up now.
0: Oh, well. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I just, <laughs> I want to, I don't want to be maudlin, but I really just want to give a, a shout out to, uh, to the tremendous life of Jake Burton Carpenter of Burton. You know, we've had, uh,
1: really? I yeah. I did not know.
0: Yes. Yes. And, uh,
1: what happened?
0: Um, you know, past, physicals, cancer. Um, but I just, you know, in light of a former guest that we've had, who's yep. really a friend of the show, Joe Nelvey, and also my boy Jay Woods, who worked for Burton, I just know that there's a lot of kids out there, most, not even just including them, whose hearts are really heavy. Uh, and I just, I just wanted to give a shout-out because, first of all, he was able to take a device that really was created, I think it was called the Snurfer, and take that and transform it into what's really now called the snowboard. And there are eight million people with a snowboard, a third rock Burton decks. So his impact, I felt, you know, from a fashion standpoint, it may seem like a little out of left field, but I think it's really right in the pocket. And particularly, just having friends. So
1: it's so weird that you're bringing this up because I'm preparing for this podcast episode. Um, I was thinking about Burton um, because of of, well, maybe not this one, but another future one and about how wonderful a business model he created with the uh, with the giving back.
0: And again, yeah, the chill foundation. Right. And also
1: sustainability, taking care of the environment, you know, making sure that what they put out, they take back and reuse and put it out again. Uh, which uh, you know, some of the company research that I did recently—it it just Burton is really up there, taking care of the environment,
0: so which much is respect. very important. Much respect.
1: Wow, that's interesting. That's, mm.
0: but that's a wonderful segue though, because you were talking about sustainability, and I know that's a little bit of your hot button today.
1: Yeah, well, it always is. Okay. I, uh, yeah,
0: you always talk about it. it and I'm it's like always... the
1: older I get, the and I'm bec- I'm becoming that that cranky person who is, (laughs) take care of this environment, or it ain't going to be there for you in the future, or your kids, or your grandkids. True that. And, you know, when you're young, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like everything you hear. But it's like the older I get, the more stuff I read, the more I believe it's a serious issue. Um, And we've got a lot of people in powerful places saying it doesn't exist.
0: I know. It's ridiculous.
1: And it's like, look, look around you. It exists, and it uh, it gets just I don't know. It's it is a hot button issue for me. More and more, yeah. More and more that I read for this podcast, actually, because fashion, fashion. Let's talk about fashion.
0: Okay, so break break it down. I mean, you got these. You know, you're talking about sustainability. I've always really been a naif in this area, so I always like that you bring it up. I clearly know something's wrong to your point. As I always like to tease, but there's really truth in jest. When the polar bear is on a little piece of ice. Mm.
1: That's not normal. Something's wrong. He's not there for fun. Something's wrong. Right.
0: Hanging on for dear life. Yes. Something's wrong.
1: Well, I mean, I can't go into the scientifics about global warming and what exactly is happening. But I can speak to the research I've done about the topics that we bring up, fashion and its responsibility and... In, in the environment and uh, sustainability is is the buzzword in fashion now how can we make fashion uh, work from a place of sustainability and that right. and that means um, you know from from using reusing things recycling um, or you know not creating too much overstock or you know making less product, only what you need to make that you can sell same thing as overstock but uh, it's just a uh, it's a lot of different things that um fashion companies and fashion labels and and the fashion world uh from all points of consumerism can make a difference, and that is uh all coming together, seeing this is a real problem, seeing that uh this culture of fast fashion that we have right now that means it used to be four seasons you would get your shows for four seasons, right? you know, fall, winter, spring, summer. Sure. And you got your collections, maybe four collections, maybe two collections each year. Now it's, you, you know, there are fashion houses that every six weeks they put out a new collection. What happens to the other collection that gets taken off the rack to make room for the new collection? Oh, it goes, gets sold somewhere, gets sold somewhere else. And then it gets thrown out because it doesn't get sold. You know, it, just, it's, and it, it also feeds, um, employment of people uh at poverty level they don't get paid enough money to make these garments Mm. uh, outside of this country and it 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 feeds a terrible environment for them to live in as well it just it's a lot of things that are all connected and uh one of the articles you sent to me actually uh was very interesting it's uh, from highsnobiety.com which is Snobbity.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's me. That's not you. I
1: know. Uh, that's, uh, you like that. You like that website because you send yes, me I do. quite a few articles from I there. Do. But this one, it's called The Power of a Global Fashion Boycott. And uh, I was like, yeah, fine. Yeah. People are on the ground. So this group of, in London. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, it's in the UK, right? Yes, so it hasn't UK, hit here.
1: Um, I meant to write down the name of this group. But they staged a boycott during Fashion Week this fall. Fashion Week this year, uh, where they, they they walked a funeral procession, p- procession as yes. if you know they were at a funeral, and it was you know for it it is it was for fashion and what fashion kills basically, and uh, they had signs. Um, they sort of, uh, I guess, quietly it, it was a quiet little protest during all of this you know, highfalutin fashion stuff going around them. And it really, because of, it was a funeral, it was quiet, it was, it drew a lot of attention. And what they were trying to say was, um, yeah, you can say sustainability all you want to, but until companies start uh, limiting the volume of new clothes being produced every year, there's not going to be anything that's going to help us. Hmm. And that is, produce less. So there's less waste. But the problem with that is what happens to the company's bottom line. You put less out, you take less money in. Sure. So these companies have to, they have to be okay with making less money. And I don't know about you, Reg, but I don't see that happening.
0: No, I mean, I wouldn't want to make less money. I mean, I find all this very tricky and difficult. I applaud you for your willingness to constantly bring it up through the podcast, I wouldn't know where to start as a consumer.
1: Well, that's what this article was talking about, too. It's like, you know, you have to start thinking in a different way. Um, You start thinking, um, looking for the, because I wrote that down, bringing the seemingly impossible into our perception of reality. We need to say what's necessary rather than what seems doable in our current system. So you got to go beyond, well, what can we do? Oh, we can't do that. We can't do that what's necessary and then you figure out how to do it in you know by invention you know things are created by invention right sure you take the impossible you turn it into the po- imp- into the possible so that's the way you have to start thinking companies have to start thinking that way too so um and I, and I, it's out there it's you know the mind just have to have to create it um something else they said we have to stop consuming virgin resources unless it's in a regenerative way. So we're taking all of these resources and we're not recreating them. We're just stripping, stripping, using, using, and then putting everything in the landfill. That mm. And it doesn't decompose quickly half the time, you know, especially things with, made with plastics and vinyls and, you know, all those fun things that, that you like to wear for maybe two or three times and then you toss it because it's, right. you know it's fashion and it's a fad and it's over.
0: Right. Or it doesn't decompose at all.
1: Or it doesn't decompose it at is, all. Right? Yeah. So I, it just, it was a very interesting article. I love it, that this, this group did what they did, that they got the attention that they did. It, it, I, I want them to keep going. I want them to become global so that, that companies can think, start being forced to think, how do I make the impossible possible?
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean kudos to you and kudos to them. It'll be very interesting if they go uh, across the pond so to speak and try to do a procession out here.
1: <laughs> I well, I think they they have every uh, they want to grow. I mean, they have every in, intention of doing that. But they you know, you got to you got to go up against these big fashion companies, these companies who are supported by fashion, these companies that sell fashion, you know, fashion world is huge and it's global. And uh it's feeding a culture of consume, 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 consume. Ooh, I want to be the next best. Oh, I've got to have the next best. Oh, right. you know, one minute this is 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 cool and rad, and the next minute this is cool and rad. You know, there's there's constant, you know, grab, grab, grab. There's no, I don't know. They they mentioned something that, that I thought was funny, and it showed my old-fashionedness. And uh <laughs> it was a statement about during World War II, make and do mend was a mentality that was celebrated. What does that mean? Make, do, and mend. Meaning, you got a hole in your socks? Make, do, and mend them instead of buying a new pair of socks. You got a dress that's uh, looking a little ragged? Cut off the bottom. Make it a shorter dress. Make, do, and mend. Instead of making new clothes, you take what you've got and you redo them, mend them, and reuse them.
0: Well, I mean, personally, for someone who has... The number of suits that I do—I mean, I like keeping my stuff. I think people get it twisted. But... And
1: you do great because you take your shoes to get repaired. Sure, you take you take very good care of your jackets and your coats by taking them to the dry cleaners, I not try. often, but as needed. Right, very nice.
0: Well, I know New Yorker, you know, to to New Yorker though you're not a native. Our carbon footprint. It's significantly smaller than the rest of the United States, and I don't know how we're positioned against the world. So, because that ties into all of this, correct? Yep. So, the majority of us, we don't drive. We use public transportation. Again, really, I'm really finding my way here on this topic because I wouldn't claim to know nearly as much as you do. But I remember when we were talking about that bag manufacturer and you were really excited about about the vegetable dyeing. Yep. So I'm sure that it all ties in to what you're talking about. I wish I could remember
1: system. the name of it. It was a UK brand. Yeah, I'm
0: drawing a blank as well. And it was a I must have it. So Yes, it was. <laughs> I remember <laughs> It was fleeting. What is that saying?
1: It was a very nice bag. It was yeah. it was out of our price range. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why we're like, Okay, that's nice <laughs> next. Yeah, <we> moved on. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that you know, that's that's a, it was a good article. Thanks for sending it my way. And no, you kind of tied into another article that you sent um, that also goes towards about the environment. And, I feel
0: and a segue coming on.
1: Taking care of the environment. And that uh, article was about wasteful packaging and how it's going out of fashion. And that's from Hi. VogueBusiness.com. So I saw that and I was like, oh, wow. And I, I read that after I read the, the, the global fashion boycott. And I'm like, right. oh, perfect. This is great. Dovetail. And um, what this basically, the, the whole point of this article was uh, e-commerce, online shopping, and the growing number, number of middle class shoppers are leading to a glut of packaging waste, even as landfills run full. We are running out of landfills. Right. We we don't have any landfills really. We're shipping our waste to other countries.
0: Yeah, the Philippines.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: I heard about this. Yes. And that guy is hardcore for anything anyway. That's so right. uh yeah, it was an issue between them and Canada. hmm Like Canada gave He them- was
1: gonna declare the, the president of the Philippines, yeah, Duarte. Duarte Duarte, was gonna declare war on Canada if they didn't take back their ship full of garbage.
0: <laughs> take your ship back. Right?
1: did you say shit or ship a ship take your shit ship
0: it's a family show
1: say that oh really shit for I me just messed that up. no
0: for me <laughs> i'm yeah <laughs> you're blue i'm clean so okay well you know let's let's talk about that as well when i think about packaging i think about paper and plastic
1: yes everything like you get a new shirt Half the time it comes in plastic. Absolutely,
0: all the time yeah. I buy a dress shirt, and then it comes it's got that
1: that paper on the inside yeah. that it's folded or the cardboard. Sure, love, yeah. And then so it's got the cardboard stuff. under the neck, yes. and it's got the piece of cardboard that holds the button in place. Yes. I'm just talking about a man's shirt. I love it all. And then you get a jacket or a suit, and then sometimes... Well, a suit
0: is fine. I mean, suit...
1: Well, suits, you, yeah, suits most of the time you get a suit bag, you know. But that's yeah. made of plastic or vinyl. What you're going to do, you can reuse that. Suit bags you can totally reuse. Uh, but this is also talking about... I'm thinking about when I buy makeup. Like, every piece of jar or everything comes in a cardboard box. Why can't I just get the jar and not get the cardboard bo- I don't need the box. Hmm. Why do I need the box? Or... When I buy, hmm, let's say, socks or underwear or whatever comes in little plastic baggies, all of that stuff ends up in the landfill because it's just plastic. And as we know, we've seen all the the reports, the plastic is floating around in the ocean and these big miles, mile-long cesspools of all kinds of plastic. Yipes. And because it, it, it just doesn't decompose, and the poor sea turtles are eating it, thinking that it's food, and it's killing them. Not to mention other species that are sort of suffering as well. But sea turtles come to mind because I was just in Cancun, and along the beach we could see all the where they had uh, fenced off the areas where the sea turtles had laid their eggs. Oh, <clears throat> because it's it's, sea, it's it's that season. It's that season. So, or it was when we were down there.
0: You weren't out there with a flashlight late at night right. checking the path.
1: So um, all of that is waste it's going to, into the, the landfills. And, and all of these sustainability uh, proponents are, are saying we've got to come up with an answer. You know, when you order online, it has to be packaged in something. How are you going to get it? Is right. It got well, to come in a box.
0: Well, you were talking about on- you were talking about online. Right. And online has a return rate, which is crazy. You realize yeah. that, right? No. Yeah, of course, because people people will buy their size, and they'll buy alternative sizes just to make sure.
1: Yes, I've done that. So, uh, <laughs> yes, I have.
0: You're part of the problem
1: too. I am part of the problem. That's true. Uh,
0: what are brands going to do? They're talking about now compostable.
1: Yes, compostable plastic.
0: Is it Which even is plastic doable. or is it just other items? Yeah, but what about the bottom line? It's I made.
1: Mean, it's made from plastic. But they're going
0: to pa- they're have to pass off these costs to the customer. Well, they- Patagonia, okay, Patagonia of all people, and I, I don't rock that brand. But big shout out to my boy Miller, who does Patagonia, aka Patagucci. They're all. <laughs> they're all about. They've always been in the forefront, correct me if I'm wrong, about sustainability, trying to do right by the environment.
1: Yes, they use organic cottons in some of their clothing. Exactly.
0: However, their packaging is still in is plastic, plastic, and they can't get over that hump. They tried, right. and they were like, ah, we'll get back to this. So what is that saying if well, they can't figure it out?
1: It is right now. It's not the compostable plastic is still in its early, early stages, so it costs more. It costs more. You're going to eat of it a lot more. You're going to eat it. Another thought is Well, we're is, not
0: we're not going to eat it. The the customer well, they is could going pass, to well,
1: they could either they could eat the cost of it or they could pass it on to the consumer either way.
0: It's the latter. The well, why why would they? Their margins are thin as it is. Right.
1: That's another re- you're you're talking about the bottom line of a fashion company and we're talking about, you know, saving the environment. There's a there's a lot of things stopping all of these, you know, you know these plans, these options of trying to reduce waste, but it all comes at a cost. There was one, co- uh, one company called repack. They had an idea about using vinyl bags that, you know, your stuff will get shipped in. Right. And then you just turn around and you return that vinyl bag back to the company hmm. for a certain in- incentives, like a discount on your next order or some, some other things. But they've come, they've, they've hit a wall because the mm. United States postal service was charging them $17 per bag to return, Ooh. which is prohibitive. That cost is prohibitive. Oh,
0: that's crazy.
1: Yeah. So there's, it's not just the company, it's the shipping companies as well have to get on the same page, get on the same. Let, let's be concerned about a climate page. It's, you know, it's, not only just the company who 's shipping it and the consumer who 's returning it it 's the middleman who also needs to needs to bring that cost down a little bit
0: I think that 's going to be really difficult that 's why i 'm making a face
1: and another thing that you know one thing that came out of this article that was very very smart you can you know you can do all of these things to make a difference compostable packaging, uh, reusable packaging that kind of stuff but the first thing you have to do is educate the customer on in compliance is the word they use, meaning, you know, we're sending you this in a compostable packaging or reusable packaging. You need to follow these steps to make sure that this doesn't end up in the landfill to make sure that, that we are completing the cycle of this one piece of packaging so that it is either, uh, uh, recycled or reused or composted, that kind of thing. So you have to educate the consumers, um, otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. You might as well use the packaging you're using now because it's cheaper.
0: I think this is really a whole re-education process right. everywhere involved.
1: One of the articles said you have to separate culturism from consumerism. So the culture of fashion needs to be separated from the cons- the consuming of it. It's you got to totally separate the two mm. so you can have the culture of, oh, I've got to have the I've got to be the first one to put this line out or the next one to do that. Separate that from the the consumption of it somehow, some way. It's one of those you got to think outside beyond the box, over the hills and through the woods <laughs> and everything like that. So that was a big segment.
0: Yeah, it was. But, but it's uh,
1: important. But, no, I, I agree, Tiff.
0: And uh, I defer to you on this I I really don't know that much. And I guess now I won't buy anything for the rest of my life.
1: <laughs> well, Reg, you don't need to. Apparently, your closets are uh, <laughs> your closets have closets.
0: Okay. All right. Well, since you've come back, Tiff, I'm going to take you back. You know what we're going to do right now? No. What? I found a fashion hero. Oh. Say what?
1: Fashion hero.
0: That's right. Fashion hero. Let's do it. Fashion, fashion, hero. fashion. Hero. Hero. Nice. Tiff, guess who my fashion hero is since we have not done this segment in quite a long time. I know you don't know. So my fashion hero is Paul Stewart.
1: Paul Stewart. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Who is Paul Stewart?
0: Well, uh, I'm going to (laughs) break it down. And I'm going to explain to you why after all this time I I revoked this segment. All right. And the real reason, you know, we haven't done in a long time is because you can only have so many heroes.
1: That's true. I mean, if you have so many heroes or too many heroes, then it's, they're not It dilutes really... the
0: power of, of the, the hero. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I was trying to say. So I hear Mariah's song in the background as we're doing this. So.
1: The hero goes along. Oh, there you go. Okay. That's where I'm going to stop.
0: Okay. That's pretty good. So <laughs> recently, however, I was reading something from The Rake. Big shout out to The Rake.
1: No. Oh, what a great magazine. Remind me. I, uh, I uh, Just remind me. The
0: remind rake. you. The Rake. Remind me. Yes. Okay. I'm reminding you right now. The Rake. Okay. <laughs> and and I was reading their, their email. I'm on their email newsletter. And they mentioned something about Paul Stewart. And I thought, especially in light of Barney's going out of business, which Ugh. we didn't get to discuss because no. you were traveling the world, that they were worthy of this accolade. When I was growing up, I would see the name, the brand, and the logo, but I didn't know much about it. And you know, candidly, I'm sure my grandpa did, but he he was getting down with Barney's, Mo Ginsburg, and Harry Altman, aka Altman's.
1: I once again was that only in New school, York? Yeah, yeah, New York brand. Yeah, okay. yeah,
0: old school New York brand. It still exists, but now it's Altman's. But I remember when it was oh, Harry okay. Altman.
1: All right. I was, strictly men's fashion men's suit.
0: Yes. Yes, okay. absolutely. So, uh all those uh well, two of those places, Ginsburg and Altman at the time were on 5th Avenue.
1: Okay.
0: Uh south of south of 23rd Street. So, like they were between like 18th and 23rd. And now Altman's on Park Avenue South. Anyway, I was really woefully ignorant of the brand till around 10 years ago. A very good friend of mine, Jarita Bridges. Big shout out to Um uh, She worked right down the block from the store on Madison Avenue. She worked for Fila. And she liked my stees and told me that when she looked at the windows at Paul Stewart, it made her think of me.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, which was
0: very flattering. That is. That's yeah. like a...
1: You got your brand.
0: I guess, yeah. I didn't think of it that way. And my boy, Tony Harris, who I think you've met, though you can't remember him. <laughs> he started... <laughs> He Old age, sharing, y'all. Uh-huh. It's real. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> he started sharing what he knew about the brand, which was always positive. So I started kind of getting interested. I caught my first suit from them around five years ago. It's a light blue joint, Prince of Wales check with a strong uh, royal blue stripe running through it. Single breasted. Yeah, you've seen it. It's on my website, actually. Single breasted, ticket pocket. Mother of Pearl Buttons. It's wool, silk, linen blend. Ooh, nice. It's fly. I copped another one a few months ago.
1: As in, a, like, literally another recently? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: but it hasn't, it's not part of the rotation yet. Okay. Because uh, I need some help. Big shout out to uh, my boy Oscar Torres of Los Torres Taylor's. Supposed to supposed to help me with the sleeves there. Okay. So, but it's single-breasted, notch lapel, flower loop, patch pockets. It's a charcoal gray with a navy blue window pane. Ooh. Oh yeah. It's That's serious. a Paul Stewart. Yes. Nice. And the wool is from Vitale.
1: Oh. You like him,
0: Bar-ba-dee-se. yeah.
1: That's your favorite.
0: Canonical. You
1: like him a lot.
0: VBC in the building, <laughs> and the pants have side tabs with a buckle. Nice. Just saying. Nice. I also have a faded blue wool uh, pea coat by them, and a beige pair of desert boots with a Vibram sole.
1: It sounds like it sounds like you have yourself decked out in Paul Stewart a little bit. <laughs> represent a little something. I got got a little going All right, so tell me more about him. Yeah, 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 Who is he? Yeah,
0: absolutely. So I think what makes Paul Stewart, the brand, a fashion hero is longevity. They've been in the game since 1938. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they started in the LES. And like I said, this all came up, you know, props to the right, because I wouldn't have thought about it. They started in the LES before they moved up to Madison Avenue.
1: All right, that's a clear, like, True. They were. (coughs) Stitching beginning.
0: Yeah, they were in the mix. (laughs) Down in
1: the Lower East Side where all the the fabric started.
0: Right. And right uh, during the Depression. Right. That's when they opened. I think They opened
1: during the Depression. Yes. They opened a store. I know. Madison Avenue during the Depression. Well, no.
0: I think it started in the LES and then moved to Madison. I don't know the true chronology, but they definitely started during the Depression. Wow. I mean, that in itself.
1: Yeah. Who starts a business in the middle of the Depression?
0: That's chutzpah. (laughs) So.
1: I guess people had to have clothes to wear.
0: I don't know how it worked out, but clearly it did. I think its foundation is an interesting mix, meaning the brand. It's Ivy. The original logo is a a cat sitting on a fence in Yale.
1: What what do you mean it's Ivy?
0: Ivy. Ivy League, trad. Got it. Yeah. So English. Okay. The cut has something to do with that. I mean, they're called the American Savile Row. And New
1: York. So it's nicely tailored. It's American Savile Row.
0: Right. And New York. And New York. A fashion and cultural capital. Three things. Yes. Yeah. Those are the three pillars of the foundation, in my mind. Okay. So with Brooks Brothers literally across the street, I'm sure they had to figure out how to be different.
1: Ooh. Really? Yeah,
0: absolutely. They're literally across the street.
1: I mean, Brooks Brothers. Really? You're going to go toe-to-toe with Brooks Brothers in men's suiting?
0: Just in everything, right? Just as a men's brand and clothing, right? All right.
1: Keep going. I want to hear how they how they're still around.
0: Right. So I think I think initially they were probably perceived as a Brooks Brothers copycat. I mean, even when I vaguely heard about them, I thought that. Oh, okay. And I didn't know a darn thing about them. Mm. So what is that saying? Just a perception. Yeah. Being Ivy is regional.
1: It's believing the lies.
0: Yeah. The hype. Yeah. Being Ivy is regional, but representing New York is entirely different. Okay. So
1: representing New York. Now, how do you do that? How do you represent New York, uh, in a Savile Row way, uh, with English sensibilities?
0: Uh, did I I get that right? No, you got it right. I think you have to do it nimbly. I mean, again, I think they probably figured out and I, I wouldn't claim to know the canon, you know, of their history innately. But when you have Brooks brothers across the street, and you, wanna, you don't want to be an imitator. You've got to try to figure out something. And I think, again, that, that triad of a foundation is so interesting. I'm going to harken back to a time when, when, you have, when you have figured out that New York is really part of your steeze When you have Sinatra, Miles, and Art Blakely, my grandpa, grandparents' neighbor up in the Bronx. Really? Yeah. Uh, Six degrees of separation. Yeah, and, and uh, the late Donald Byrd as well. So all in the same building complex. So, when they're rolling in to the spot, that has to change the game.
1: Yep. They could have gone to Brooks Brothers, but they did it Right. They went to Pulse. Right.
0: And also, what is that saying? That's saying, I think, a little bit more avant-garde than, you know, Brooks, which is, you know, trad. So, big shout out to Caustic Man. So, the three foundational underpinnings made them unique. Okay. Remember we talked about the two double, uh, the, I'm sorry, the two button double breasted. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: was that Paul Stewart?
0: Paul Stewart was Is major that their thing. That, that was a major, they were a major proponent of that.
1: Really? Yeah. Back then. Okay. The
0: so also the chambray shirt. What? Yes. So I'm also impressed that they have, uh, my man, James Williams of a stylish way of life. Big shout out to him. I met him a few months ago at CTDA. Uh, they have him as a vendor for Pocket Squares. He's an African-American brother. Okay. So they've spread the wealth as well. I mean, they've launched Phineas Cole, uh, which has a more, to me, a little bit more fitted. I wouldn't necessarily say Italian, but, you know, a different type of Steve's. Okay. And that's been around, that that brand, that, that spinoff, that's been around for 10 years.
1: All right. I'm unfamiliar. But then again, men's suiting and men's wear is your thing. Yeah. I'm just here to... Bit. I'm just here to help.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Phineas uh, Cole, y'all. Yeah, Let's Phineas look Cole, that up. Yep, yeah, Phineas Cole. Custom Lab, which is a very new made-to-measure line.
1: I've heard of Custom Lab.
0: Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, they have a dope video about the program uh, featuring this brother I see sometimes uh, out there in the streets. And uh, his name is Daryl Dismond. And they, uh, just, uh, they, uh, they custom make
1: you a suit through?
0: It's a made-to-measure program.
1: Online. Uh, No, no, no. You
0: can. Well, I don't know if you can do it online, but I know you definitely can go to the store and do it. All right. So, really, check out that video, y'all. It's it's really cool. All right. Um, I think that uh, that diversification will hopefully broaden their audience, which needs to get younger. I mean, let's keep it real.
1: The Paul Stewart.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think any of these brands that have been around, you know, over fifty years,
1: you got to keep up.
0: You have to keep up. I personally would like to give them props, though. On their customer service. I had a situation that initially started very South, but quickly improved after I called them out. I'm not going to get into detail, okay? but that's kind of the reason why I started buying a few things. At first I was like, Oh, I will never get anything from them ever. And maybe we'll, we'll talk about that story another time. I don't want to do it now. I want to keep it. I want to keep it positive.
1: Keep our hero positive.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, in order to be a hero, sometimes you have to overcome adversity.
1: That is true. Superman, yo.
0: (laughs) If you add all those things together that I've discussed, I think it makes you uh, a fashion hero. So kudos to uh, Paul Stewart.
1: The fact that they've been around for so long and that that Frank Sinatra was one of their fans. Now, I found him to, in his dress, he was very snappy, very, Mm. uh, very tailored but also sort of in a loose kind of way of the day mm. meaning it was fitted but it wasn't like super fitted okay like I guess Balmain which is super mm. tight super skinny he always looked really jazzy mm. and i guess that's what what that's what american means kind of a little jazzy like brooks well, brothers jazz. brooks brothers to me is very english straight laced kind of preppy kind of I don't know. It just definitely preppy.
0: I mean, <clears> I wouldn't <throat> think English per se, but you know, again, it's trad. So,
1: what is trad? I traditional,
0: traditional, you know, okay. Ivy, traditional. All right, you know, they're they're intertwined.
1: I'm sure there was some <laughs> s- listeners out there going, "What do you mean by trad?" Cause <laughs> I I need to whenever yeah, I have that question, I need to no, make no, sure no, I no, ask
0: absolutely, it. absolutely for all
1: of those others who might have it as well. Absolutely.
0: No, I, I mean, I I'm I'm when I was a kid, I was down with the Golden Fleece. Uh, no question about it. The
1: Golden Fleece.
0: The Golden Fleece. What's that? That's the uh, that's the logo for uh, Brooks Brothers. Oh, okay. Yes.
1: Things so. you learn. <laughs> well, very nice, very nice hero. I think so. I want to go check out Paul Stewart now. I've probably gotta seen Paul those, Stewart and just didn't realize.
0: Got to go to those windows. Those windows are hot. And and, and well, and, I don't
1: hit Madison Avenue often enough. That's for sure. Oh, well, that's.
0: Uh, <laughs> That could be changed.
1: Every time I ride a bus, I'm like, oh, I need, to, I need to stop and look at that. I need to stop and look at that. I and need to have, walk up this street. I can't buy anything, but I can look.
0: They have great women stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: I, I, so I saw. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> Multi-level spot.
1: <laughs> I can do the, uh, the, the window shopping along Madison <laughs> Avenue. Maybe I'll do that for the holiday season.
0: Don't press uh, your face too close to the glass, too.
1: Yeah. They'll get me.
0: <laughs> anyway, very
1: nice. Yay. I like him. I like him a lot. Oh, good, good, good. I'm glad. You have to come in next time wearing a Paul Stewart so I can so I can say, well, if it, okay. If
0: it ties in with the day of my uh, of my suit rotation, <laughs> you
1: shall. Oh, my God. God forbid you take a suit out of order in your rotation.
0: No, never. Okay. That's a Thursday suit, by the way.
1: And that is, that's one of the rules, I guess, whenever you... We never, you know, we haven't mentioned your, uh, your business or the Instagram, so we probably should take the time now, you know, to say.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I forgot, Tiff, because, you know, it's been so long, so we're out of practice. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> we're not here just to talk, you know.
0: No, no, that's true. That's true. I have a business, everybody. I am a fashion consultant. <laughs> My business is called New York Fashion Geek. We try to help men improve their look. We go from closet inventory to personal shopping and everything in between. You should consider me a personal trainer for fashion,
1: yes, there it is That's the phrase that's what gets us going in the morning, <laughs> and with that, you have your rules that you will you know impart on any client that comes to you and needs some help as far as you know fleshing out their closet yes. or going into their closet and 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 purging it, yes and helping to put different things together in new ways
0: absolutely and
1: uh this whole order suit order thing is uh, interesting. Thank you. Well, Um, That's
0: uniquely me. But
1: it could be something that might be good for someone else. I think so.
0: I mean, it it makes my life easy. Only thing I have to do is just go.
1: So people people can contact you through your Instagram.
0: Yes, you can find me on Insta at New York Fashion Geek. You can find me on the web at nyfashiongeek.com. Go oh, check out me, that DM Paul me. Stewart.
1: He said you had it. You had it.
0: I do. I do. I think I red. have. I have at least one photo of it. Brilliant. It's fire.
1: Um, I think it's time we should move to our uh, next and final segment. We're going yep. back old school. Well, it's not old school. We've done it every time. Yes. We're going to run out of words one day. I know.
0: No, we're not. <laughs> This is fashion word of the day. Well, no, that's not what we're doing right now, too. Oh, oh. Wake
1: up. I'm sorry. I jumped ahead.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. Right now, it's time for I Must Have It. <laughs> I, must, I have must Have It. Must Have
1: it. it. Oh, that's your favorite segment. ha, ha, ha. All right, Reg, the I must have it. And what we mean by this is you must have it. Yes. Reg must have it, must and so you it. must have it as well, our My listeners. Precious. So what is our I must have it item?
0: The Timex Peanuts Marlin Automatic featuring Charlie
1: Brown. Charlie Brown.
0: Oh, Charlie Brown watch. Timex Peanuts collabo.
1: So I, uh, I have to say, I notice a theme here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes.
1: You are a Peanuts fan.
0: I love Peanuts.
1: And this must be uh, to, me, you know, to go with your Snoopy watch. I never
0: got the Snoopy watch. Oh,
1: you didn't get it?
0: Still is something to aspire to. Oh,
1: it's still on your Christmas list? <laughs> it says <laughs>
0: on the Reg list. It's
1: on the Reg list? Yes. I, I want, I must have it list?
0: Yes, absolutely. No, <laughs> I didn't get it. Yes, the Todd Snyder Peanuts collabo through Timex, actually.
1: Right. This is the second Timex watch that you've had in your I Must Have It. I know. So you have a thing for Timex, too.
0: I have a thing. I I Well, I grew up with Timex. There's a no lot of us. I that. had a t- yeah. My first
1: watch was a Timex.
0: Keeps looking, keeps on ticking.
1: That's exactly right. And who, <laughs> I mean, with the saying like that, you got to buy a watch.
0: Back then, yes, absolutely. Uh, well,
1: <laughs> let's, get, uh, let's get back onto this, um, this Marlin watch from Timex with... Uh, With uh, the lovely Charlie Brown flying a kite on the um, face of it.
0: Sure. Well, I mean, you know by now how much I like watches. Yes. I'm rocking a watch right now.
1: I've learned a lot from you regarding watches. Really? Because, you know, before this podcast, I would just wear a watch. Like I didn't know anything about it. So uh, let's let's talk about, um, it's a 1960s design, the Marlin. Yeah, yeah. They initially designed this watch back in the 1960s.
0: Yes, that's correct.
1: It was a, it's it was called the mid century Marlin. Yes, and uh, by mid century meaning mid middle of the century of the nineteen hundreds, so nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties. Yeah, and it was a modern design, and that meant it was uh, very sleek and sim- simple, I guess we can call it. And um, yeah, and it's uh, being brought back today. Yeah, it's smooth stainless yeah.
0: steel is very clean with the markings. And the thing about like uh, uh, the thing I like about this is it's black and white essentially. It's a, it's a monochromatic setup.
1: Yeah, very very just simple.
0: But I love it because Charlie Brown is there with his kite,
1: and it's a it's like a line drawing of Charlie Brown and the kite. It's not even like a, a big cartoon. No, picture. but it's, it's, it's a full. But elegant. it's a full.
0: Yeah, it's a full illustration. If any of you know, Charlie Brown has a rough history with kites, so. <laughs> The fact that it's as do I. The fact that it's a loft, yeah, uh, is Is a miracle. Is is an achievement. (laughs) I I just love the placement there at the six. Yeah, illustration. It's got a little
1: calendar window. Yes, and it's a black leather strap, so it's it's swanky a little bit. Yes, you could wear it with suits as well as with you know your jeans or your sweats. So it's very. Casual, but can be dressed up. It's flexible. Yeah, it's flexible. That's the word. Yes. Um, you know what was interesting when I was looking at this watch, it it's uh, one of the things it said about it. It's a twenty one jewel automatic movement. Yes. And I was like, what is twenty one jewel? I and what is? And I'm looking at the watch and I go, I don't see any jewels on this watch. And I'm looking and I'm looking, and so I'm like, all right, let me ask the Google, what's twenty one jewel <laughs> automatic? And I found out.
0: It's inside.
1: It's inside the watch. Yes. <laughs> I know. I, I'm, I'm new to watches. It's okay. It's, okay. it's so okay. So for other novice watch people, let me explain what this is. So all the workings inside the watch, instead of it being metal on metal, because things move and things pivot and things you know, rub against each other, uh, the metal would sort of wear down and the functionality of the watch would die, basically. So they replaced it back in the old days when they were making watches, they actual jewels, actual jewels, like diamonds and sapphires, hard jewels. They had to be hard, like diamonds, sapphires, and rubies mm. <clears throat> today. Mostly it's all synthetic jewels, but, um, so the 21 jewel automatic movement means that there's 21 little teeny tiny jewels inside this little watch making everything move. And, uh, Mainly uh, in, in the automatic watch movements, that's where you're going to find these jewels. And it redu- they reduce friction in bearings and pivotal points, mm. meaning less frequent service. And it keeps the mechanical parts better aligned, meaning better accuracy of the watch.
0: Wow. Isn't that something? Yeah, that's cool.
1: So there it is, 21-jewel automatic, which I thought was the most amazing thing about this watch. I mean, I love Charlie Brown. Don't get me wrong.
0: <laughs> I just like it because it has Charlie Brown
1: and it's Timex I'm going to get one Keep on takes looking keep on taking
0: Yes that's that's very good
1: <laughs> <clears throat> So everybody run out and this watch is very affordable
0: it's uh mere bag of
1: shells $129 I think uh, on the timex.com No really Can you get it on sale
0: No I saw it for 249
1: <laughs> Oh maybe it was 249 I was looking at yeah, not 120 Sorry about, about that yeah, yeah. It's the 21 jewels <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. I can absolutely see you wearing this watch. And if I had the money, I'd totally buy it for you.
0: Oh, thank you, Tiff. You're Christmas welcome. is
1: coming. I would get you the whole Peanuts character oh, thing. Oh, that'd be cool. All right. Now, can we do Fashion Word of the Day? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited because I'm going to win.
0: Fashion, word, Fashion word, word of the Day. Of the day. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right. So what this segment is is we each bring a word. We yes. present it to one another. Yes. And uh, you know, I present you a word. You have to define it, spell it, and use it in a sentence. Yes. If you can define it. If you can't define yeah. it and you can't spell it, then we just don't even try to use it in a sentence.
0: What you got, Tiff?
1: All right. You ready? Yes. I to go first. Sure. Besom pockets.
0: Besom pocket. We've already done that too.
1: Have we? <laughs> oh.
0: Please give her. A double, no triple buzz search. No. Yep. So anyway, so here's mine. <laughs> shawl collar.
1: Of course I know what a shawl collar is. Okay, well,
0: why don't you spell it?
1: S-H-W-L space C-O-L-L-A-R. Shaw collar. Yes. Um, I'll use it in a sentence.
0: Yes, please. Well, well, how about you define it?
1: Oh, first I have to define it. Trying to it. be slick. <clears throat> well, a shawl collar is a collar that basically uh, it's the same size all the way around. There's no notch in it. It meets in the back of the neck. The two pieces come, you know, are sewn together, and then it comes around to the front of the suit jacket and just lays very elegantly all the way down to the top button. And you usually see shawl collars on uh, tuxedos um, or smoking jackets. Very nice, very elegant, very beautiful. Most of the time, they're either silk or velvet or uh, a nice sort of jacquard kind of brocade. Very swanky. Very swanky.
0: You killed it, Tiff. How about a sentence?
1: When I am going to the opera, I like to pair my shawl-collared tux with my opera pumps.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, you totally took Did t- I kick it out of you the totally ballpark? took it from my game. Kicked it out of the ballpark? Okay, yes. That was uh, that's quite a sports sportsmower prop.
1: I but, always, uh, always mix my metaphors, <laughs> no matter how hard I try.
0: Well, you rocked it. And hopefully, maybe next time, you'll come up with a word that we've never... Uh, <laughs> I
1: had a feeling. I'm like, oh, this is such a good one. I've used it before, I'm sure. When our
0: producer makes a face,
1: and Didn't he produces
0: a lot of podcasts, that means that he remembered, and uh, you blew it.
1: Good job. Good job, Search.
0: Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you had fun or are down for another one. Please tell your friends about us. Special shout-out goes to our producer, Search, who was on it for the fashion word. Clearly, he's paying attention. He's not just scribbling. He looks like
1: he's just totally in a different world, but he's not. (laughs) He is here. <laughs> oh, that's oh, that a sounds little like my—that gra-
0: sounds like my grandma.
1: That's a horror movie, right grandma there. Grandma did
0: that all the time. I'm just resting my eyes. But grandma, you're asleep. I'm just resting my eyes.
1: <laughs> just resting my eyes. I heard that one too. All right. Yes. Please visit us online. Go to Instagram. Check out all Reg's uh, sweet. Sweetwares, and uh, make sure you... Uh, Sweetwares. Yeah, Sweetwares. Um, always check out the podcast. We try to we try to put a couple out each month. See, you know, it's a little tough with my travel schedule and the upcoming yes. holiday ca- schedule coming up.
0: Oh, boy. Was but that uh,
1: you can always go back to our prior episodes if you're new. And if you've been hanging with us this, this entire time, thank you so much for coming back. Each time we really appreciate you and drop us a line. Let us know if you have any questions or if you have any kind of fashion word of the day you want us to uh, throw out there or I must have it item you want us to explore. Please communicate.
0: Absolutely. And big on the podcast tip. Just want to tell everybody we are now officially on Pandora. What? That's right. (sighs) You can find us now on Pandora, not just iTunes. Not just Stitcher, not just SoundCloud, not just Spotify, Pandora.
1: Nice. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you
0: all. We will see you next time. I'm Reg. And I'm Tiff. And remember, always Always be be fly. fly.